We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the award-winning Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Thursday, December 22nd, 2022. Alex Perutha here with Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! Coming to you from a, a blizzardy Madison, Wisconsin. Um, Ken, how's the snow situation by you? We actually had uh, four or five inches of snow. Your blizzard is turning into a uh, giant rainstorm here in about a day with gusts of 50 to 60 miles per hour. Exciting uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will not be going outside my apartment. I should probably invest in one of those uh, happy lamps that stop you from getting seasonal yeah. depression. Someone who did not have seasonal depression last night was Pascal Siakam, who went off for a career high 52 points. In a win over the Knicks, that snapped New York's eight-game winning streak. It was also Toronto's first road win since November 14th. Uh, Siakam is in the midst of a career year. He's currently ranked 30th in eight category per game value, behind about 26, 9, and 7. Ken called it in the Rotowire Best Bets column, I which call- he published Monday through Friday. I did. I called Spicy P getting the over, and I called the, the Raptors winning. Yeah, um, that was a big, big day for you. You could have parlayed that, but uh, you got greedy. One of the best odds from two different sports books. <laughs> uh, and the, the parlays are too confusing for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, the Raptors have been kind of a target of discussion from uh, front office GMs about, you know, who are they going to, are they going to be buyers at the deadline? Are they going to be sellers at the deadline? It sounds like Gary Trent might actually be the guy who gets traded. If, if those rumors come true, that could open up time for guys like Malachi Flynn. Um, but Ken, I mean, how do you, you know, both of us root for uh, Eastern conference contenders. Do you view the the Raptors as a real threat in any way? Yeah, I mean, we talked last week about uh, Fred Van Vliet uh, finally getting back to his standard of play. Uh, I do think they're going to get it back together. They're a well-coached team. They didn't really do much in the offseason, which I assume is a disappointment for Raptor fans. But I I fully expect them to finish top seven in the East. 
Um, I don't know, Shannon, you disagree? It's I I I'm not gonna agree with that confidently. We'll say um, I think the East is going to be, especially that bottom half, is going to be a little bit tougher and quite a bit jumbled. Um, I'm not I'm not much of a believer uh, in the Raptors with their current roster construction. Yeah, uh, Scotty Barnes has been kind of up and down. Yeah, there's um, a bummer. There's the bummer. Yeah. You know, we talked about during the offseason that a trade that, you know, the people were floating out that Scotty Barnes for Durant trade. Um, who knows in hindsight whether or not they wish they would have done that, but Durant is playing off his mind. Speaking of the Celtics, Ken, uh, you know, a skid right now. Ugh. So they lost at home last night to the Pacers, 117-112. Boston has now lost five of their last six after having the best record in the association. Pacers were red hot last night. They shot 46% from three. Uh, Chris Duarte hit desperation threes to end both the first quarter and the third quarter. The third quarter one was a bank shot three fading away that went in. But still, this was all on the Celtics. Uh, And I might elaborate during a certain old man rant part of the podcast. But the Celtics are frustrated. Uh, every three Duarte makes at this point is a desperation three after his job basically got taken from him. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's finally back after injury. Uh, played 15 minutes for what it's worth. He's it's... playing with braces on his teeth, which I would think is dangerous. Is you know, hmm. like get an elbow, rip your gums out. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, that doesn't sound fun. You know, you know, it does sound fun rooting for a team that's 22 and 10. The Pistons fan says I shouldn't complain, but I will anyway because well, that's what we do in New England. <laughs> yeah, we also we also had the Bucks lose last night to the Cavaliers, which um, obviously I'm not that surprised about, I, considering how much I like the Cavaliers um, and and think they're legit. We might as well round it out. Shannon, how about those Pistons? How do they look lately? Have we got Durham in the starting lineup? Has Has Ivy been turning it around? What's What's sort of the vibes in Detroit? Yeah, I mean, Dur- Durant's certainly the most encouraging part. Uh, it- it's hard to get too excited. Last night, the, the Pistons lost by 20 uh, to the 76ers. I guess that's probably to be expected when you're, when you're facing one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but Dur- Durant is really the one area of, you know, of highlight for Pistons fans. He was solid again last night, despite having a tough, tough matchup against Embiid. Uh, he played 28 minutes, seven points. Six rebounds, four assists, uh, nothing on the defensive side, and, and surprisingly, only had two personal fouls, which that that was great to see. Um, I was worried about him getting, you know, Embiid getting uh, during into foul trouble. Uh, as for Jaden Ivey, there's been some great peaks. There's been some really solid highs for his rookie season. Overall, I'm not going to complain about a rookie averaging 15.6 points, 4.3 rebounds, 3.9 assists. That's solid. He, he's getting 1.1 steals as well. Um, it is nice to see his minutes creep up. He's played 33 and 34 minutes the past two games, averaging 24 points, three and a half boards, three assists uh, over that stretch. That His minutes have just been inconsistent, and, and it's because his play has been inconsistent. Uh, you know, the, the, the Dwayne Casey's been going with – Corey Joseph, Alec Burks, giving those guys minutes off the bench. Uh, the bench plays quite a uh, quite a large amount of minutes for the Pistons, which, uh, as a fan and as a fantasy player, is frustrating. 
You know, I want to see Duran. I want to see even Isaiah Beef Stew, Beef Stew, Isaiah Stewart, uh, Ivy. I want all of those guys to play 30 plus minutes. And I was looking at our projections for the Pistons last night before the game. And Bogdanovich was the only player we had projected for over 30 minutes. They they spread out the minutes exactly. at 10 or 11 yeah. minute rotation. And, and it's quite annoying. I, I can I can stand to do without zero. Zero Corey Joseph in my life would be an improvement. And, and less Kevin Knox. I don't need to see it. I don't need to see it. So please, yeah. four minutes to the rookies, Duran and Ivy in particular. And, of course, you know, the longtime pod favorite, Killian Hayes. <laughs> yeah, they um they don't really need those. I, I They should try to move Burks, too. I mean, Burks has, I think, played pretty well for the Pistons, but <laughs> that yeah. also means I mean, he's not young, right? I mean, you could try to trade Burks. I don't think Hamadou Diallo is going to turn into anything. Obviously, Knox isn't that good. You mentioned Joseph. Um, you would just like to see more minutes from from the young guys. Alex, uh, take us to some silliness, some absurdity in Brooklyn last night. Yeah, the, the Nets scored uh, an absurd 91 points in the first half against the Warriors last night. Uh, they went on to win the game. 143 to 111. Golden State, obviously, without Curry, without Wiggins, Thompson, DiVincenzo, and uh, for good measure, they were also missing J. Michael Green in this one. If there are any silver linings in this game, uh, as Ken returns after a brief absence wearing a uh, Santa I my, my holiday-appropriate hat. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, the YouTube sorry. crowd will love that. Um, <laughs> uh, silver linings for Golden State, potentially, depending on how you feel. In garbage James time. In garbage time. Well. Yeah, it's all going to be garbage time for Golden State uh, without Curry. <laughs> James Wiseman, career high, 30 points on 14 shots. Also had six boards, two assists and a block. We had rookie Patrick Baldwin with 17 points on 10 shots. Moses Moody, 17 points and 11 shots. Also had three assists. Jonathan Kaminga did not play well. Jordan Poole did not play well. Um, I think the story here is how badly Kaminga has been playing since all these shots opened up for him. He is crumpling under the pressure. Yeah, I think this is... He played well during preseason, but I just... You you keep a guy's leash so tight, and then you're like, well, no, go save us now. Curry's out. Like, go in there, play 30 minutes, really help us out. I think it's tough. I think it's tough for a guy to do that after you basically didn't let him touch the ball besides, like, uh, dunker, dunker spot dunks and cuts to the basket and now you want him to do more than that i think it's tough on his confidence it's also an odd role that he's really being asked to fill yeah. i mean the the game before last night uh clay thompson was was active and they started moody basically moody started at the two uh and clay thompson at three clay thompson was out last night and they started kaminga at the three Having Kaminga sub in for Clay Thompson, like and expect <laughs> to fill that role, is not really a good a good match. Um, it's it's going to be tough to watch the Warriors without Curry. I mean, mainly this just highlights how how valuable he is to that team. Um, and these young players, I really I really do feel like there there's upside for for there's still upside for guys like Kaminga and Wiseman. But they have to be in the right role, and if you're you're trying to give minutes to to Looney or Draymond Green, I mean those are the two roles that those two young players, you know, Kamingo filling in for Green and Wiseman filling in for Looney. That's those are the roles they're going to play. But it's unlikely, or that they best fit at least. It's unlikely that 
that Kaminga or Wiseman will be placed in those roles, given given the the current roster uh, construction of the Warriors. So I I'm skeptical on their on their value, their fantasy value for this season. Yeah, you sort of imagine like what if Kaminga and Wiseman were on. Uh, a rebuilding team. What if they were on the Pistons? Like you design the offense around them versus forcing them to fit uh, yeah. roles they don't meet. Yeah. Right. Um, Wiseman, by the way, is a um, his on off court stats <laughs> minus thirty point six per one hundred possessions, which is uh, in the zero the zeroth the zero zero percentile. Dead last. the worst in the NBA. I've never seen a number like this before, to be honest. And the whole bench, <laughs> the whole bench is bad. Like it's the starters and then the bench. Yeah. Like it's the biggest discrepancy I've ever seen in a team. But uh, minus thirty is something that I've just never. It's kind sad of that that Lamb, the the kid from University of Vermont, is their best bench player <laughs> with all these lottery picks on that bench. It's pathetic. Ye- yeah, if you if you just go by on off, it's it's actually Divincenzo followed by Moody and then. But it, you're right. I mean, Lamb out of nowhere is just uh, as good of a rotation bench player as anybody else on that squad. And uh, I'm assuming I'm assuming we're all in agreement. You know, p- ignore the Wiseman big game. Yeah, uh, yeah. he's not yeah. worth. You know, it may in deeper leagues maybe he's worth a flyer if you have the room on your bench. Uh, but this was clearly uh, just a, a game flow. Uh, breakout for him if they didn't lose by 30 it's highly unlike you know if it's a close game he's not playing uh 29 minutes or sorry 28 minutes yeah that's that's a good call we we sort of buried the lead (laughs) why is a great game but it probably doesn't mean anything that's that's ultimately what we're we're getting well well, let's go to new orleans guys where zion williamson is now in health and safety protocols wah wah and will not play tonight. Brandon Ingram is out for at least two more games as well. So who are you looking at on this Pelican squad? Take the opportunities. Trey Murphy or just more feeding of Valanchunas? Oh, I, mean, I, think, I mean, it's both, yeah. right, Al? I think so. I mean, the the matchup against San Antonio tonight, um, they have a traditional center in Pirtle, so I think Valanchunas makes sense there. Um, although they do like to sub in Zach Collins and have him shoot from three a little bit. But um, in, in terms of like a waiver situation, you know, we're doing this pod early on a Thursday. We're not really sure how long the health and safety protocols thing will last for Zion, although it's typically shorter than it used to be. Um, you know, Larry Nance is obviously a guy, but he's been dealing with Achilles soreness. He's questionable for tonight. Najee Marshall has shown some flashes and and has done that in the past. It's not like this is some one-year thing and then maybe just a little more herb jones trey murphy but um they have a ton of lineup options so it's not just hey this one specific guy will will smash it's it's kind of a group effort and we've got a two-game slate for the FanDuel contest tonight so we will be t- and one of them's the pelicans uh one of the four teams is the pelicans we're going to be talking about all of those players shortly we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's go to our fan feedback, Ken. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Alex. So fan feedback. And fans, if you'd like uh, us to answer a question on the pod, please post a comment on our most recent uh, YouTube NBA video. Just put the question right there for us. Anyway, we got a lot of questions uh, last week. Uh, I chose this one from YouTube superfan Armvido6026. He asks, I've been offered Josh Giddy for my players, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Atlanta one, the one in Atlanta, and Markel Fultz. Should I accept this trade? I I would do that. I, w- I would take Giddy out of that group. Uh, Bogdan, he's playing better. He's putting up good numbers lately. I don't really have any. Wait, he has Giddy. No, sorry. Oh, he has Giddy? No, no, no. My mistake. He, You're saying you would deal Bogey and Fultz to get Giddy? I want Giddy. You want Giddy. I want Giddy. That my, I, I want you that side of the deal because, yes. because uh, Adagovic <clears throat> is playing a little bit better lately, but I still sort of expect him to be in that six-man role. He just historically, you know, he has upside maybe to be like 75th in fantasy. I don't necessarily buy it for this year. Same with Fultz. He got Suggs coming back. I think Giddy just... Giddy stats, the ones he's getting you, like assists, for example, that's just harder to come by. And he has more upside. And that bogey full spot, I think you can just stream and get relatively similar value, just streaming guys on four-game weeks and, and stuff like that. Yeah, for, for the best answer to this question, I think we need more context. What type of league is this? What's the depth of the league? For me personally, if it's a deeper league uh, with with slim pickings on the waiver wire, I think I prefer Bogdanovich and Fultz. I prefer, prefer that pair. 14-teamer, um, you're saying? Like yeah, that. yeah, exactly. But if it's, you know, if if, if basically the, the waiver wire is filled with players that are, you know, just below or, or near the value of Bogdanovich and Fultz, then I'm sticking with Giddy. Because I agree. I agree with Alex. Giddy's the best player of the bunch. Um, but so in shallower leagues, I'll stick with Giddy. In deeper formats, if I need that added depth on my team, I don't believe the downgrade from Giddy to Bogdanovich and Fultz is that it, it, there's not a big gap there, in my opinion. So I would take Bogdanovich and Fultz uh, in the deeper formats. All right. Thanks, guys. Alex, can you tell us about our good friends over at Pickett? I would love to. Pickett, it's a social bet tracking app that takes all the hassle out of tracking your bets, and it records your performance over time. Pickett connects to every major U.S. sportsbook. That includes DraftKings, FanDuel, and others, and DFS pick'em providers like Prize Picks, Underdog, Thrive Fantasy, and more. Once you hook up your sportsbooks, Pickett does the heavy lifting to slice and dice your betting data. You get detailed historical P&Ls, graphs, breakdowns by team and sport, player, bet type, and more. You can also line shop. 
for the best odds across sportsbooks to make sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. When bets are live, Picket tracks the scores and player prop updates. So you don't have to switch between, oh, I'm on my NBA app and, oh, maybe there's some NFL this Sunday and I'm switching here. It's all in the same app. The best part of Picket is this. You don't have to manually enter your bets. Uh, so there's no, you don't have to make a Google Doc or an Excel sheet or write it down by paper. Once you have your accounts linked, it all goes in there automatically. It's all synced. The Picket social feed and community also creates a home for betting where you can learn from others see what others are doing, and find verified content to inform your betting decisions. Visit picket.com. That's P-I-K-K-I-T.com to download the Picket app today. That's P-I-K-K-I-T.com. Let's go to the waiver wire uh, for the sort of post-Christmas week ahead uh, Portland has just two games next week. We have 15 teams with four games. So that gap between the three and the four game week for players is not as big as some other weeks, or I should say the two and the four game week. Uh, to start things off, my available in 50% of league suggestion is Alex Caruso of the Chicago Bulls, who is 41% rostered in Yahoo, 10% in ESPN. Currently in concussion protocols, but there's a good chance he'll be available for the upcoming week. Chicago plays four times next week. Uh, to start this month, he joined the starting lineup as the Bulls were sort of floundering and can honestly continue to flounder. This is all about defense and assists for Caruso. He cannot score. He forgot how to score. He's turning into guard P.J. Tucker. It's really <laughs> bizarre. Um, in, the, in the 17 games this season where he's seen more than 24 minutes, Caruso's averaging four and a half assists, 1.9 steals, and 0 0.6 blocks. Obviously, that's someone that in a four-game week um, is and very startable. It's yeah, startable nice. in a 12-teamer. Yeah. Um, Bulls are just so desperate for defense that I just imagine he continues to start, continues to play 25 to 30 minutes a game. Um, I've I've rostered him throughout points in different leagues. I've, I've had him. I haven't had him. But if you got the spot for him, you can keep him on your bench and play him on four game weeks, especially if you need steals. I don't know who else you're getting on the waiver wire. That's this relevant in general. That also has this kind of defensive upside. Uh, Ken. No one comes to mind. Maybe Trey Murphy, if he's still out there, but no one comes yeah. to mind. Yeah. Ken, do you have a uh, sort of a stash ad? I do have a stash ad, but before that, I do want to request fans. If you like our video content, please hit like and describe subscribe below please yes my stash pick available in 50 percent of leagues is cameron johnson of your phoenix suns technically he's managed in 54 percent of yahoo leagues but only nine percent of espn leagues he should return this month or let's say before 2023 i love new year jokes uh there's a giant hole in the phoenix suns starting lineup that they're begging for Johnson to come back and fill. Remember, he was a full-time starter for the Suns before he had this injury. Uh, he's going to get you threes, threes, and more threes. He was hitting 2.8 a game before this knee issue. Uh, also, he was uh, 13 points, three and a half boards, two almost two assists, one and a half stocks while shooting 45% from the field, which is pretty darn good for a three-point shooter. 
And hey, maybe you could even use him in your IR spot. So yeah, Cameron Johnson is my sneaky stash. I like it. Although, if you are a stash pickup, a stash recommendation, it should be a requirement that you have a mustache. Um, yeah, gotta do it. You know, there's not many players rocking one today, unfortunately. Jeff Ruland. Jeff, go get Jeff Ruland. <laughs> Kelly Kukuka. Didn't Spencer Diddy, didn't Wiggy have one when he was with he's, the Pistons? Yeah, he's had a good one. Steven Adams can rock one when he doesn't oh, yeah, have the yeah, full beard sure. going on. There, there's yeah. a couple. There's a couple. Uh, <laughs> but I love the Camp Johnson pickup, Ken. I was just looking at him yesterday thinking, I need to sweep all my leagues and see where he's available. Yeah. Uh, he was one of our favorite sleepers uh, and, and received a lot of helium uh, during the draft season uh, after he was announced as a starter. All right, so I'm going to jump in here. Cheating a little bit, Thomas Bryant, Los mm. Angeles Lakers, the starting center for the Lakers. He is uh, 60% owned on Yahoo, uh, but only 16% on ESPN. You know, Anthony Davis can be out a while to be determined how long, but it could be until February. And Thomas Bryant's the guy that's going to be in the starting lineup, getting boards, getting blocks, doing all that good stuff for the Lakers until Davis does return or they find help, outside help from, from elsewhere. Um, over the past four games, Thomas Bryant, uh, excuse me, I referenced him as Davis earlier. Thomas Bryant uh, is averaging 17.5 points, 7.8 rebounds. And only one steal, not not doing much on the blocks uh, with blocks right now, 0.3 over the past four games, but he has the ability to swap some shots. Um, he's been over one before in his career. Uh, but I love Thomas Bryant, especially, you know, source of boards and some points, uh, even if he's only seen 25 to 28 minutes per game. He was awesome with the Wizards before the injuries kicked in uh, a couple of years ago. Some Someone who's always been a great per 36 fantasy guy um this year ranks 53rd in per 36 numbers so um yeah really good suggestion there even for shallower leagues like you mentioned shannon you think you go 10 teamer um, yeah and brian's still viable uh my long shot this week zach collins of the san antonio spurs 17 percent rostered on yahoo two percent on espn uh he's turning into sort of in my opinion this year's uh, version of like Isaiah Hartenstein and Avica Zubats from years past where he's playing 20 to 25 minutes a game. No one wants to roster him, but you look at his numbers and he's like, he's ranked 120th per game. And he has been for practically the whole season since he started playing. Um, he's 33rd in per 36 minute value. If you need uh, any sort of uh, nudge to add him as a stash, if Jakob Pertl ever gets traded or sat for the uh, Victor Wembenyama sweepstakes, since November, for Zach Collins, it's 9.3 points on 51% shooting, seven boards, three assists, and 1.3 stocks. Um, he's just been he's just been sitting around that range for a while. He's completely startable on four-game weeks in a 12-team league. Um, I think he's a must-rot. Like I'm in, we have our stake league that's 16-teamer. In my opinion, he's an absolutely no-brainer must-roster in a 16-team league. I don't even think it's a question. Um He's just he's just a fantastic per minute guy. You've always been attracted to Zach Collins. If you <laughs> if you suggest Isaiah Roby next week, I'm just gonna assume that you're a closeted Spurs fan. No, <laughs> I am anti Isaiah Roby. I have been since he's with the Thunder. Like, I don't think he's good at all. Meanwhile, I think Zach Collins is good. They're getting him a little more involved in uh the passing game too. Now there's if you're in a nine cat league, 
beware of the turnovers. Uh, they're getting him more involved in the passing game and to mixed results as far as turnovers <laughs> go. But in the eight cat leagues, hey. Uh, also, Roby really lacks the sterling good looks of that Zach Collins. Right. Um, and also <laughs> lacks lacks the injury history of Zach Collins. <laughs> yeah, the rich, but, uh, rich history. We're not His medical worry about files, that. like, uh, two of the, yeah. Uh, uh, we're not going to worry about that right now. <laughs> uh, Ken, who is your log shot? We're going to go to Washington. Danny Avija. He's only 21 years old. Looks older, but he's only 21. There's still lots of upside with Avija. Full-time starter for the Wizards. Last eight games, a solid uh, 11.7 boards, four assists. He's getting 1.6 stocks a game, uh, almost one and a half triples a game with nice percentages, 48% from the field, 89% from the line. Kind of a similarly dull Alex Caruso option, but with a little more scoring. Plus, the Wizards have four games next week. This is not the sexiest waiver wire week, so Avija and a four-game count is a solid, solid streamer for the week. Your boy, Denny, is what I always wanted Mario Hazonia to become. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always what I wanted Jan Vesley to become. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Jan, there's a name from the Wizards' nightmarish past. I think he uh, was. Think... He, you know what? He was in the EuroLeague. He, built up, he, he actually had a lengthy, yeah, good he... career in the EuroLeague. Needed mama's yeah. home cooking, I guess, because he was terrible, terrible with the Wizards. And if Avija goes down that path, my DC friends are going to hang themselves. But, uh, oh, by the way, Avija owned, in, I cheated a little also. He's owned in 35% of Yahoo leagues, 11% of ESPN leagues. Shannon, who is your long shot of the week? Long shot of the week. This guy is rostered in 20% of Yahoo and 2% of ESPN leagues. Aaron Neesmith, wingman for the Pacers. You know, Neesmith, Duarte's return can can maybe cloud his upside a little bit. But but I like the fact that Neesmith has started four out of the past five games, including back-to-back games. Um, Even in Duarte's return last night, Neesmith played 28 minutes, had almost 32 fantasy points. Uh, Looking at the past five games, again, he started four of these. 27.6 27.6 minutes, 14 points, 5.8 rebounds, one steal, uh, just under one block. Uh, Eddie's hitting 2.23 pointers as well. Solid percentages across the board for that five game stretch. Uh, basically, as long as Neesmith is getting close to 30 minutes per game, I think he's worth a look in, in 14 team leagues and deeper, maybe some deeper uh, rosters for, for a 12 teamer. He, he could be a, a streaming option for you there. Um, but, it, you know, he's, he's a guy you might have to cut bait on shortly thereafter, but the, there is some short-term upside with Neesmith. Why I like Neesmith first with Duarte's return, Neesmith plays great defense, yep. which he was not known for coming out of Vanderbilt, but he's becoming a hustle guy. And, uh, he's you, you know, it, things did not go well for him in Boston. And he is really working hard to earn his minutes. And I think they like his defense in Indiana. I agree. And I, you know, another part of it is Neesmith is essentially starting at power forward uh, for the Pacers. He's only six, five, but he's starting over Jalen Smith right now at, at the four um, Duarte. You know, I, I don't expect Duarte to, to really get minutes at the four. Yeah. He's the basically same height as Neesmith, but doesn't have, doesn't have the rebounding upside that Neesmith does. So I, I 
I would be very yeah. surprised if Duarte supplants Neesmith in the immediate future, but it's right. certainly, you know, they're going to shake things up and, and get creative uh, depending on all the roster moves they make, how successful they are, all the good stuff, you know, Pacers are a team in flux. Yeah. Uh, Neesmith, you mentioned he's starting at power forward as a six ten wingspan. Uh, so that helps him there. Um, but yeah. Was known as a three and D guy sort of coming out of college, but did neither with Boston. Yeah, uh, one of those fake three and D players, um, and Jalen Smith. Uh, I don't think he's good at basketball, so I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Neesmith continues to start there. Uh, yeah, I Ken, think Duarte could threaten Nebhard more than uh, than um, possible Neesmith. Yeah, we'll see if they end up getting TJ McConnell out of there. That could really open things up for them. Uh, make sure all those guys get minutes. Pull the cockroach. I'm gonna pull I, the cockroach. Yeah. Uh, who is your suggestion, Ken? My dull suggestion of the week, I, I swear I haven't done this in the past. Marcus Morris Sr. of the Clippers. Clippers have four games next week. He scored 10 or more points in his last seven games. And Marcus also qualifies. Marcus Morris also qualifies as a forward and center on Yahoo. That is my uh, dull suggestion of the week. I was actually going to suggest him as my main waiver pickup before I saw you took him for dull. And I had to pivot mm. to Alex Caruso. Yeah, four games mm. next week. He's a uh, startable in, in 12 teamers. Managing 46% of Yahoo leagues, the old guy. And then you just never know when he's going to have to take a lot of shots because uh, Kawhi or Paul George are up. Yeah. Uh, those bench clipper options, never a, a, a terrible uh, add on a four game week. Let's go to our Friday, uh, actually, Thursday DFS picks. <laughs> brought, brought to you by, you FanDuel. by FanDuel. Fans. Sign up for FanDuel now and compete for millions of dollars in prizes each day. Choose your best NBA lineup and compete to win real cash. God, I love real cash. Uh, the highest, uh, it's a two-game slate, uh, these light Thursday games. Uh, highest over-under, 230. It's Washington at Utah. And then we also have a, another relatively high over-under, 228. For the Spurs at Pelicans, uh, obviously Zion's out for that game, as we mentioned earlier. Kind of a tough blow there. Uh, for the rest of the injuries, check the Roto-Wire lineups page. Um, we have tons of new features on that page. Always check out the optimizer. You can adjust the minutes now. We continue to add plenty of new stuff. I guess as a, a, a sort of wider question, Shannon, when it's a two-game slate, or maybe even a three-game slate, something smaller. Because we usually talk about these big slates, right? We always talk about Friday slates, which are huge. What is sort of your strategy on a two-game slate? Are you sort of just playing it straight like you would on Fridays? Or are you thinking more like, uh, maybe I'll get a little contrarian, play some guys that I think are going to be low-rostered? Yeah, it, w it will vary depending on the slate, the, the available players. Um, but usually, I will try to get more creative and find a player who you know is going to be a, a lower rostered lower roster percentage and, and still have some kind of upside so with, with these teams in particular that could be a guy like like daniels uh with the with the pelicans um he's he doesn't Dyson Daniels doesn't have an immediate uh it's very unlikely he'll be in the starting lineup tonight for instance um which which will lower his roster percentage. He's at four thousand dollars, so he's cheap. He checks that that box off. So or, or another guy I'm looking at, Rudy Gay, uh, with with the oh, Jazz. Yeah. Uh, very he would be very low owned, but he's 
playing coming off a game where he played 22 minutes. Uh, Olenek is is most likely, I believe, already been ruled out for yep. for tonight. So that opens up some front court minutes uh, for the Jazz. So I don't expect a big night out of Rudy Gay, but I, but he he's he's cheap. He'll probably play 20 minutes, and hopefully he gets 15 to 20 fantasy points. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Um, he's actually been pretty decent this season per minute uh, production. So I think, um, I think that's a good option. Yeah. Cause I think most people, you know, with the Zion injury, I think they're going to be like, well, okay, well, well, I'll try some Najee Marshall, especially if Larry Nance isn't out. And then, you know, I think you could pretty easily talk yourself into CJ McCollum and Jonas Valanciunas. Uh, you know, those guys both see more usage with Ingram and Zion off the court, especially, I mean, McCollum, I wish his, I wish his salary was lower because he's just not playing that well. He's picked it up a little bit lately, and I think that's why his salary is back up. But um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily love the value of McCollum as much as I would. He might be like a a, a pivot off for me. Um, we also have Chris Tapps Porzingis, questionable on the slate. Um, that could definitely open things up uh, for Denny, for uh, Kuzma. Could see. Gafford, uh, yeah, yes. Gafford too. Yes. Gafford, Denny could definitely be uh, highly rostered. Um, Pirtles on the injury report. He's probable. Uh, are you, do you put any stock in the Colin Sexton questionable news? No, no, I really don't. Because even, even as Sexton plays, I, I think his, his minutes are going to be muted. I don't think they're going to run him out there and play him 25 or 30 minutes. It'll probably be like 15 to 20. Um, yeah, in, in a similar fashion, they've they've received some quality minutes from Malik Beasley, uh, uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker. Surprisingly, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. giving giving them some solid minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. Mike Conley's, of course, back. Um, we'll have to see if if Conley is active for tonight. I, I would be. Yeah, he should be. He should be. They've had a couple days off in Utah, uh, so they, they, they there's upside. There, there's upside there, but it's just it's going to be a very interesting slate. I mean, you have so many different values, especially if once for if it, let's assume Porzingis gets ruled out, you know that means at center you have Kessler, Walker, Kessler, Gafford, and Valanciunas are all very good discount plays, uh, very good values that are all going to be. I think the ownership will be pretty spread out amongst that group. Um, it's going to just get more spread out. If a guy like Larry Nance uh, is ruled available, um, he's currently questionable with the Achilles injury. There's going to be a, a lot of guys who are owned probably in the 25 to 30% range. Whereas usually when you have a two game slate, there's a ton that are 50 plus. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more spread out tonight, but the, the big ticket players that are currently healthy uh, Beal, uh, CJ McCollum, you know, I do think those guys are going to be approaching 80 to 90% uh, ro- of rosters tonight. Yeah. You brought up a good point. This may be a little more spread out roster wise than, um, than usual. So you may not have to try intentionally to get sort of contrarian like you may in, in some other situations on two games late. Kelvin Johnson, unlikely to play tonight for the Spurs. Anybody? Doug McDermott, maybe? Anybody in that Spurs lineup you're liking at a discount? I mean, it's. I mean, it should be more usage for, like, Trey Jones and Vassell. I know um, Bates' job is, is getting some more minutes here and there. Like, 
Bates Diop over the past four games is averaging like 22 fantasy points. Look at salaries a little up already. And uh, Josh Richardson, maybe if you're feeling crazy, um, I think is an option there. But their their lineup is so they can't score. They're playing all their guys like 28 minutes a game. You got like <laughs> Romeo Langford playing more minutes than Vassell. Yeah. It's just really hard to predict. But that's a good call too. Um, that he's, yeah, that he's doubtful. No, the 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 Spurs are going to be an interesting bunch. I I do think outside of Vassell and Jones, I don't have much confidence uh, in any of the other options. Even a guy, you know, a guy like Sohan hasn't received. He's a good price, forty three hundred, um, but he's also only topped out at twenty three minutes since returning from injury. Uh, Bates Diop, you know, there, there's a a decent floor when he's getting twenty eight to thirty minutes per game. He'll he'll get you twenty to twenty five fantasy points. Um, forty seven hundred, not a great price though. I like the, I, I like guys like Najee Marshall, uh, who we were mentioned earlier. Uh, who's at 4,600, I think we're really going to see. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays, you know, 35 minutes tonight, um, especially, I, I guess, a big – Marshall depends on Nance's availability. If Nance is out, Marshall's going to play a boatload of minutes tonight. And, fans, that is the FanDuel DFS talk. Fans, FanDuel's providing a special offer to all new users. Sign up for FanDuel, play $1 in an NBA contest, and receive 10 10- – Three dollars instantly. Uh, let's go to the old man rant, Ken. Arg! The Celtics are soft. They start twenty-one and five and seem to think they already earned their championship. Ah! Jason Tatum missed a game for his son's birthday party. Jalen Brown last night had two, not one, two baseline turnovers throwing the ball in after Pacers scores. They have stopped playing defense. At home, they have lost twice to the Magic and now the Pacers. The Bucks will destroy Boston on Christmas Day. Place your bets now. Ah! Also, rest in peace, uh, rest in peace to NFL Hall of Famer and Pittsburgh great Franco Harris. Well, Ken, can, I mean so they're, the Celtics are just playing soft. Is that what you're? They just they just have they, they don't lost it? Have they been solved? Is Robert Williams? Is that the integration they're kind of? I should be up? jumping up and down with elation, the return of Time Lord, but everybody else is either lost confidence. They're just playing soft. They just they just think they eat they eat the cheese. They ate the cheese. The old Bill Parcells saying they saw themselves atop of all those stupid power rankings. They forgot there are no trophies in December. And they ate the cheese. Well, we'll see. Christmas Day would be a big matchup. Yeah. Uh, let's go get mispronounced names. Uh, Shannon had the Thomas Davis slash Bryant mix-up. Ken, uh, the award is named after you as the NBA uh, has renamed all of their awards. The yeah, Ken Kreitz yeah. mispronounced name award. <laughs> uh, you pronounced uh, Denny Avdia's name as Denny Avija. Yeah, I've been doing that for three uh, years. Yep. Yeah, it is, uh, <laughs> it is, it is Avdia. Uh, you once again, the award that's in your name sits on Really should have looked that up before the pod, knowing he was one of my picks. Really should have done that, but yeah. Well, yeah. you know, it's it's the holiday, Thursday. We're all, everyone's dragging <laughs> their heels anyway. It's uh, the A little too much eggnog it. last night. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody. Or not enough, maybe. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, presented by Pickett and FanDuel. Ken, take us out of here. Yeah, let's go to Washington, where then wizard John Wall was mic'd up for a Christmas game and he was playing against Kyrie Irving. Uh, after uh, giggling at an Irving miscue, John Wall said, quote, I still can't get no Kyrie's. You know, Mr. Wall, I think there are plenty of uh, Kyrie shoes available now, sir. But anyway, <laughs> attention passengers, this three-car fantasy train wreck has hit the end of the line. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.